and welcome to Sorry Went Viral, all about the stories that have been shared on social media these last few weeks and uh, the human side behind these popular posts. I'm Tim. And I'm Hannah. Happy New Year. And we're kicking off, as always, with what's gone viral and some quality content here. I have just opened a tin of Quality Street for probably the 60th time in my life. And what I have found inside is this travesty. This is a travesty. I will never, Quality Street, purchase this product ever again. And you can take that and put it where you like. Because this is a travesty. Our whole family every year has enjoyed Quality Street in its shiny wrappers. Especially the purple ones. Now, who wants to eat this piece of garbage? I mean, the paper wrappers don't bother me at all. Did bother this woman uh, called London Calling on TikTok. I mean, um, it's the fact it's the kind of like she's like questioning, calling into question their festive spirit over <laughs> the quality of the material wrapping her chocolate. I mean, I just think it's completely and utterly overplayed, maybe, maybe deliberately played, um, you know, mm-hmm. acted. Um, but I love um, the, the guy who posted it on Twitter, um, Ma- Matthew Todd who said, um, you know, I'm obsessed with this. I need more plastic. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so the antithesis of everything that we're so used to hearing at the moment. And it's the fact that she's so, she's just venting. I'm never buying these again. And you're like, I mean, it's it's Christmas, love. Just eat your chocolates and pipe down. But um, anyway, that's just me. (laughs) No, it's strange. And again, we've we've talked before about how people use social media now as like some customer service thing. But yeah. Again, thinking about things in a way which we would never do. And I'm always, con- I think from doing this show, I'm now more conscious about what I do. So now I will email or call customer services rather than tweet or direct message them now. Yeah. Because I'm conscious of seeing what happens with people. Well, I'm, 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 I'm interested to know how Quality Street kind of like responded to this, because as a result of, that TikTok going on Twitter by Matthew Todd, I think that it got some more than 600,000 views on, on, on his post alone. Um, and like Quality Street presumably are going to be responding saying, you know, we're saving trees, we're, we're working alongside the planet, it's far more sustainable, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a wrapper, get over it. We used to do them in paper wrapping anyway, you know, back in the day, if the sort of the novelty historic value is kind of of any significance to you. But I wonder whether they have kind of, you know, towed the line, as it were, and, you know, sent her oodles of plastic bottles or something like that. I don't know. If you do have any a spare second and you want to um, pass the time, should we say, go on Quality Street's um, Twitter account and uh-huh. you can just see, basically, if you go to the replies and you can see, basically, some poor soul over the Christmas period has been replying to people complaining about there's not enough coconut um, chocolates or... Oh, who wants the coconut? Who wants the coconut? <laughs> Believe it or not, they they say these chocolates are kind of done slightly randomly. It's not set in like you get certain amounts in each um... the same time each box. But basically, people complaining on Twitter saying, "I'm not happy. I've got none of this or none of that." And some poor soul having to reply and say, "Yep, send the details, and we'll send you another box or whatever." <laughs> Very, I love it. I love it. One one um uh, the brilliant story. That was it's just so funny. This is um you know someone else enjoying the festive period rather than getting down in the dumps about it all. Um, we've called well, you've called this story drunk mum. I mean it sums it all up. Um, this is a TikTok from Fiona Drake, and it got three point three million views. Can someone just come get me and dad? 
we're at um, that will oh, the Woodman. No, the kids will come and get us, Till. Fucking hell, got seven children. Probably one of them will come pick us up. I love it. I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's unusual to um, um, to kind of demand a lift home from your kids via TikTok, but maybe that's the way social media is going. And maybe um, that's just the, that's how many drinks she'd had <laughs> as well. She was asked, well, amazing. Bit, so, like, why why did you why did you go on TikTok? She was like, I really don't know, but it's all fun. <laughs> yeah, Fiona's got seven kids. I mean, that would drive me to drink. Uh, back yeah. drinking again so fair enough to her but she you know she yeah as you said had a bit of fun three million views and um yeah i just think it's just a reminder of the fun that parents can have as well and hope, hopefully some uber lifts for life as well because she, she did a big shout out to uber i think they scooped her up in the end <laughs> now this for me kind of was the best tweet i saw um about the dance coverage over the Christmas period, we all went darts crazy, Luke Little and everything. But this picture from Kieran, uh, I loved um, to see, and lots of people also did. So Kieran posted this picture saying, um, shit, guy, finally hit a 180. And then I know my board's knackered, but it's ancient. I don't care. And um, <laughs> it is, look at it, it's an absolute state. I mean, I don't know much about darts, but even I would be like, I'm probably not going to even bother flinging anything at that one. <laughs> No, I mean, it is crazy. But um, what was lovely about it was there's a, actually a really nice story behind it. Um, so as Kieran explained on, on Twitter, this um, um, dartboard was actually from 1958, believe it <laughs> or not. And this was hang, hanging up in his granddad's shed um, by his shed door. And now basically he went back for Christmas and now it's at his, his parents' house and his dad's hung it up on his shed. Mm-hmm. So he's just mucking about. And um, look, the comments, you know what happens? This is unfortunate. We see sometimes the, the ups and downs of going viral on social media. Some people loved it, but a lot of people were, you know, mocking him for it. And then when he put a PayPal up, jokingly saying, oh, come fund me a new one. They got a bit more nasty, the comments. And just, you know. It's, it's just... clearly one of those things that he just didn't see where, how big it was going to go, or like how much it was going to blow up. So in terms of like what it's like to go viral, probably a really mixed bag for, for Kieran because he got 11 and a half million views. But it's clearly like some of the backlash to it is really, uncom- must be uncomfortable for him because he was posting something pretty innocent in the midst yes. of everyone talking about darts. Um, and suddenly, you know, he just looks to some people as if he's just sort of you know kind of like crowdfunding for a new darts board which you know he probably didn't need to crowdfund for um so i don't know he's got a new board um he's got a 180 well done well done kieran <laughs> just um i can't imagine him trying to explain to his granddad a twitter but yeah. <laughs> b how he's gone viral his dart board's gone viral you know that's you know 80 years old 70 years old um, yeah he tried to fix it i think didn't he when he first got it or something <laughs> like that he tried to sort of help rewire it and you know all the all of that stuff but it still looked a bit battered but i'm not I'm not surprised given it's kind of like whatever it is like 70 odd years old or something <laughs> um talking keep going sporting theme um yeah would you ever challenge an athlete to a race no i wouldn't tim would no. you no um this bloke thought he could take on a 400 meter runner let's just show you what happened 
I am a D1 track athlete. I know about this one time, I, for some reason, raced my boyfriend's friend over 400 meters. He refused to believe that a woman could beat him in a race. He does not run, but he challenged me to 400 meters. And I only agreed because I was doing a 400 workout already. So I was like, sure, join me. Then he ended up bringing both his parents, his family, his friends. And I was like, what the heck did I get myself into? But to narrate what went down, I just ran the first 200 meters with him. I just stayed with him. I'm not exerting myself for no reason i have nothing to prove here if you're crazy enough to challenge a 400 800 athlete to a 400 race that's on you i'm not going to correct you and then since he does not run at all his lack of fitness really hit him hard after 200 meters and i was like okay let me just go now and then as you should always do i finish hard because that's what you do as a track runner and this was also one of the reps of my 400 workouts so i'm just doing my workout here so yeah there's me pushing hard I actually felt some lactic um and then uh yeah so the gap was widening and i actually ended up running 57 for this which is pretty good for practice so this is a u.s uh, an american college sprinter um division one sprinter so presumably of quite a high standard mm. um, her name's alana sabakan and she's from the university of, of virginia and um, there were 11 million views on her TikTok and her, her, her TikTok handle is um, uh, Lana Zach. Um, and she said on there as well, she said, just to clarify, I did not want to race this man. I was already at the track with my friend doing a workout and he came to join. I mean, what an utter muppet this man is <laughs> just because she's a woman. And this guy, and he's probably hasn't like even like run around the corner to the shops in the last decade and he thinks he can take her on and she was mid training for like 400 and 800 meters and goodness knows whatever else as well so i mean she she got a lot of hateful comments which is what we yeah. often find isn't it it's just that something's funny it gets a pickup suddenly it goes viral and then you get the haters who are coming in as well and alana's been really good about it i mean she's she posted a follow-up as well you can probably see it now if you're watching on the video um saying you know it's been an interesting past couple of weeks i appreciate the love that i've been getting from some people really surprised by by all this attention um anyway it's meet week i'll keep you all updated so hopefully for her she's managed to turn what has been what has been an unexpected bit of sort of you know spotlight and fame into something that is going to actually focus on her athletics especially if she wants to take it seriously as a as a as a professional as well so um fingers crossed it all goes it all goes well for her and hopefully whatever that chump was who tried to race her around the track hopefully he stays at home with his uh you know with his burger or whatever whatever he does in his spare time normally <laughs> um and just finally on uh what's gone viral this um tweet um really moved me and i think a reminder what we've talked about on this show about some of the nastiness and the abuse we see on social media just a reminder of kind of civility and being nice to each other um john mm. woodward um who's john woodward uh, john underscore woodward one on twitter um 71 uh, uh he calls himself an academic lawyer researching alternative dispute resolution and he posted uh, last month to say he had just six months to live because of um brain cancer and as he says as i move into the undignified phase of falling over and spilling food on myself i wish that we could just be more supportive of each other instead of hurling abuse which passes as debate then the world i'm leaving would be a better place um and i think you know this has gone viral um and um i think it's just a reminder really of just the pointlessness of arguments be it from as we've seen quality street um chocolate plastic wrappers to attacking people about their dartboard um you know it's just yeah. at the end of the day what's it all worth for it's a very simple 
very effective, very intelligent, straightforward request from a dying man. I think that's why mm. it's so powerful. Um, he doesn't gain anything out of this other than trying to leave the world in a better place. Um, and that's it's, it's hugely impactful and powerful, I think. So um, uh, he has expressed his thanks to everyone, saying all, also updating people on his health. He said, I'm, I'm reasonably well given the circumstances. Um, talking about the treatment that he's receiving at the moment. Thank you for your thoughts. I've thanked with genuine gratitude the thousands of wonderful people who have supported me um, with their goodwill. He's, I think he's up to about 13,000 followers. Mm. Um, and they've done more to uplift my spirits than they could know. They are good people. And we need more um, good people like um, like John in this world. Uh, and a reminder as well, I suppose, that social media can be a really a, a real force for good as well. But sometimes we all just need a bit of a reminder to pull ourselves back in check and just be kind. Pretty simple. And now on the show, it's what it's like to go viral. And this week on social media, we've seen dominated by the outrage over what's happened with sub postmasters, uh, a group of sub postmasters in the um, IT scandal um, over the last uh, decade or so. Um, but this video popped up on my For You page from Juliet, who we'll talk to in a moment. It's a truly horrific event, and we are so glad that it's finally been brought to the public attention. The feedback we're getting from you guys is amazing. Customers coming in with their support, thank you so much. But I know a lot of us postmasters are concerned that on social media, some of you are showing your support by saying you're going to boycott post office. Please don't do that. I tell you why. Because post office is us. The majority of postmasters are people like myself. We are small, independent business owners. Our life savings are sunk into our premises. We live in our post offices very often. We don't make millions, we earn pennies for every transaction. And all we're trying to do is pay our electric bill and put food on the table. As I say, we're not millionaires, we're not going to the Maldives. If you boycott your local post office, it's my income, my colleague's income, that you're affecting. You're affecting our ability to employ someone local and just to pay our bills. So please, whilst we are so grateful for the support that all postmasters are receiving from you all, and it's absolutely right that you want answers for this scandal, please, please don't boycott your local post office. We need you. And for those who are watching this podcast on our video for you as well, you already have seen that Juliet is joining us now, Juliet Thomas-Davis, um, who is uh, the sub-postmaster with Ann Street Post Office and has obviously just been featuring um, in her TikToks and, and the like that we've just been been showing you. Juliet, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for, for, for joining us. And congratulations as well on how you are communicating so successfully with all of your customers as well, because... You're clearly doing a great job in your community and for your post office. But also, I suppose the incredible thing about social media and what you're doing is that you're suddenly finding yourself going viral with a reach way beyond the people who would be, you know, giving you footfall through the post office. Absolutely. What's that been like, just that experience, aside from the, the scandal and how you've responded to that, but just the fact that you've managed to reach such a massive audience through social media? What's it been like for you? To be honest, it still feels a bit unreal. Uh <laughs> Uh, it, it's been great because it's got us a lot more engagement. So um, we do see new faces from it, which is good. But yeah, just people all over the world, bizarrely. But uh, yeah. asking us how to do things, asking us how to explain how the British postal system works. 
anything like that is um it's just bizarre yeah i think i need to ask how the british postal system works sometimes <laughs> as well i got in a right muddle over christmas um but you know obviously as as we talked talked about before um everyone has been talking recently about the horizon scandal and the post office system within the uk um the questions that you're getting from whether it's from UK residents and from abroad, mm. is it all about that at the moment? Is everyone sort of sort of saying that they're angry? Are they angry with you? Are they angry with do they know what the separation of powers is between you as a sub postmaster and the post office as an institution? Yeah. I'd say the separation of power is not necessarily clear to them. And um, they still think we all get paid a wage and we're all employed by the post office rather than independently owned. Um but to be honest, people aren't angry with us. They're angry with Post Office Limited and mm. they're angry with what's happened with the IT system and the lying in the past. Um, but apart from the few people online who are saying they were going to boycott post offices as their support, our local customers have been amazing. But as I say online, nationally, people were saying, no, I'm not using a post office again. Why do you think that is? Why Why do you think that there was this, this sort of need for people to, to react and lash out, presumably in the spirit of trying to show kind of like their anger about what happened in the past and their support for those who were directly affected by it? But why lash out at other individuals? It seems like a really perverse response. I know, I agree. I think it probably is they don't understand the makeup of post office and mm. think if they boycott, it's going to affect the big wigs in their pockets and they don't realise it's going to affect us at ground level more than it ever will up at head office because we're the ones paying our bills and the ones who get paid for the transactions. And has there been a negative effect on you then personally? You said you've had more people maybe coming through it through the doors into the post office, which is great, you know, if business is up. But has yeah. there been a negative impact online and offline for um, you? Not for us personally. People have been pretty good. They're pretty supportive. They say it's all for what's happened. Are you okay? Did you get affected? Yeah. And they're more concerned about that, to be honest. They want a bit of the inside gossip, doesn't everyone? But uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they seem to realise it's not our fault personally in branch. Which what is, kind of questions? What what kind of questions though are you being asked? Is it is it about the details of Horizon, how it happened, how well, it, you know people? What, do they want to know whether what level of support you have for those who were directly affected as well? Yeah, well, there's a lot of you're not still using the same computer system, are you? And we are. Uh, <laughs> So that hasn't changed. Um, mm. And a lot of they couldn't do it anymore. How did they do it? How could they get away with it? And a lot of anger about the fact that nothing was being done until it got on TV in a drama programme. Because for years we've been waiting for a public reaction. And that the public themselves are annoyed that they didn't know about it before. So w with the separation of powers then, <laughs> uh, is there anything that you can't or shouldn't talk about re the post office when you're going on social media on your own TikTok? Is there anything that the sort of the powers that be above are saying, no, we've got to, because this is obviously a huge legal uh, investigation now and inquiry, that you absolutely need to keep shtum about certain things? No, I actually talked to one of the management yesterday to have a word with them just to check that there wasn't any curbs like that. And they've assured me as I'm self-employed, I can say what I want. I would just choose not to say anything too derogatory about the post office because it is my business. Yeah. I am proud of my branch and I want people to keep coming in. And I wouldn't want to interfere with any legal battles. I want things to change for the future. Yeah. Let's ask um, Juliet how you thought. Obviously, I've seen you got your Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, but TikTok, I mean, do you do the TikTok yourself? Did you come up with the idea yourself? <laughs> well, um, to be honest, we used to watch a lot of people doing silly things online. 
uh, people do. And um, my wife decided that we should get ourselves on TikTok to appeal to the younger customers in our area to try and get them to come in. That was only ever our aim was to get our direct area mm. um, and to get over to them how much fun we have in our post office. We laugh all day with our customers. <laughs> so, you know, it's not the miserable place they normally are. Um, so we just did a few silly videos. And then in work, we would say over and over, why do people keep doing that? Why do they keep doing that? Well, let's make a video and ask them why they keep doing it. Tell them how silly it is that they do it. And it just kind of exploded. So we it kept made, doing it. <laughs> it. It made me laugh so much. The video where you're talking about, um, you know, what's in, you know, what, what's in the parcel. Good morning. How can I help? Just like to post this, please. No problem. Where's it going? In the UK. No problem. And for the purpose of safety, could you tell me what's inside, please? It's a T-shirt. Okay. Um, and would you like it to get there tomorrow? No. Okay, what's the value of it? Oh, it's about a fiver. Okay, um, and would you like it to be signed for or tracked? No. Okay, so that's going to be four forty-five first class or three thirty-five second class? What? It said £2.5 online. Did you sell it on an auction site? Yes. Okay, so £2.5 pence is the correct price for a large letter. To be a large letter, it must be A4 and less than two and a half centimetres and drop through the slot. That's not going to work. It was like, it was like looking in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. I remember myself sending, going into my local post office and then sending this big parcel of Christmas gifts and going, first of all, I can't remember what I've packed and what, I, yeah. what, what all the gifts are. And secondly, I can't believe I'm having to tell it or tell you what's in there. <laughs> so it's like a common thing, but I love the fact that you're making it so kind of like accessible and, and normal as well, that you're not having a go at people. You're a bit head in hands about it, yeah. but it's lovely, the tone. Well, yeah, and we also hope that it'll educate. I know that sounds weird, yeah. but help people. We have a lot of customers these days with social anxiety, and it's like, if mm. we get over to them, this is what we're going to ask you, and this is why. So we're not trying to stress you out. We just want you to come in and understand what's going to happen. And it seems to have helped a lot with that as well. This is exactly, for me, what companies should be doing, is having employees like you talking in such you know natural, engaging ways. Again, watching the video of your head in your hands or... <laughs> whatever and you know it, it, but just talking about the services and for people to understand what's going on because again a lot of people now are not less, going less to the high street and it's really important to you know as you said get that new business um i think it's brilliant i mean what i was wondering is again i've seen a lot that you get a lot of comments and some positive some negative yeah <laughs> and um you you reply to a lot of them i mean again it, it must be the popularity is fantastic but also it could be quite overwhelming as well yeah I have to admit I don't always react the best to some of the bad comments <laughs> um they get to me a little bit which they shouldn't so um my wife deals with that side really deals with the comments doesn't uh, tell too many of the bad ones answers the good ones uh, I um yeah I have to admit I don't really go on TikTok a lot bizarrely <laughs> but um yeah I do monitor our works Facebook page but yeah it's um it's lovely to get the comments both sides and to see what people think. And it can also lead you to what should I cover next time? Because they're clearly not understanding this. Maybe post office should uh, should have you as their kind of like spokesperson. Yeah. Sort of well, doing... We did actually do a couple of adverts for them last year online. Oh, there you go. Brilliant. Is that as off the back of the sort of social media stuff that you've been posting? It is, yeah. So they took us up to London for the day and got us to film a couple for them. Oh, well, that's great. And I love the separation between you and your wife as well of like, she, she, you know, you do the content creation and then she'll do the actual uploading and the kind of like the logistical side of it yeah, as well. She's younger than me. She can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs>
It's fantastic. Well, thank you, Juliet, so much for taking the time out to speak to us. And it made me think again about connecting more with the post office and using the services because it is, you know, it's a reminder of these are people self-employed um, rather than, you know, the everys and et cetera of the world. And I think it's, again, doing such a fantastic job of reminding people of the importance that the post office does provide. Well, yeah, and the importance that you, you, the role that you play within our communities as well is absolutely invaluable. And I think that's been highlighted by the, the TV show, of course, but um, more so by the, the response and people like you who are really kind of like doing such a fantastic job for, for, for the rest of us as well. So thank you for spending the time. And we'll let you get back to your content and your customers. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Take care. And finally, it's time for the timeline cleanser. Uh, and this one kind of really resonated with me, um, both us being parents. Um, the school photos, you know, the dreaded yeah. school photos, what are you going to get back? And for this mum, it was particularly sensitive, but it ended well. Have a look. You got Sandeep Baines there, um, a mum um, of an autistic son, and that particular TikTok of hers um, showing all her son's wonderful, wonderful school photos. Um, got 2.2 million views. Um, she's She, I think, proudly promotes, certainly on her social media, um, autism awareness and is a, an active campaigner as well, um, campaigning really for better support in, in, in schools, and better support at home as well for parents who are also dealing with um, auto autism and neurodiversity. So um, uh, brilliant work from her and absolutely sterling work from her son who smiled beautifully and, and um, they got some great snaps as well. So I know it must have been a, you know, I don't know how old he is, but it's, um, it's a big thing for a kid as well, I think, to suddenly be told to sort of pose and look a certain way and do a certain thing at a certain time. Um, so I can only imagine how challenging that must be for someone with neurodiverse uh, issues as well. So, um, yeah, fair place, both of them. And yeah, to the photographer as well for, yeah. for doing that. It's his, his or her idea or the school's idea, but it's lovely. Those photos are brilliant. Yeah. Um, and just say so she's a, a Sandeep's on TikTok as Sand underscore M-I-C Mike, uh, if you want to follow her on there. Um, like Sandeep, we'll be putting... Um, her links and other links to the people we featured on this show on our social media uh, channels so you to have a look along with the highlights from this week's show um, thank you for watching thank you to Juliet for joining us um, and uh, we'll see you next week see you soon thanks everyone bye <laughs>